welcome to the Birth Prep Podcast. to be. Welcome back to the Birth Prep Podcast. Today we are talking about preparing for a hospital birth. Before we dive into like how to do that, I just want to tell you guys that no matter where you choose to birth your baby, one, it's neutral, it doesn't mean anything about you, and two, you can create your desired experience in any birth space. So whatever your reason for choosing a hospital birth, or maybe you don't have a choice in the matter and you have to have a hospital birth depending on your location, your pregnancy situation, your finances, insurance, etc., it does not matter. You can still create your desired experience. So if I were having another hospital birth, here is how I would prepare to do so. First, I would create a birth plan. I'm not going to get too into this. I just did a birth planning workshop. I'll link that in the show notes if you're interested. Um, but basically, you're going to inform yourself on all the different things, all the different options that are available for each and every decision for your birth. Um, you're going to inform yourself on your provider standard of care, how your body works to birth babies, all the things, right? Be super informed. Educate yourself as much as you possibly can. Then you are going to sit down and look at all of those decisions. For each decision, you are going to weigh the risks versus the benefits for each and every option for that decision. And you are going to pick the one that you feel most comfortable with for your specific pregnancy and birth situation. The beauty of birth planning and birth in general is we can have all of the same information all of the same experience and still make different decisions for ourselves because it's something that we want for ourselves and for our baby. Once you have a birth plan, then you can start all the other preparation work. You want to be having conversations with your provider well in advance, right? We want to be having healthy, open conversations with our provider. They are there to provide a service for you. Most, if not all providers already have a birth plan for you. All providers have a standard of care. They have a way that they normally like to do things. And some providers are more flexible on that and some aren't. And in a perfect world, we would all get to choose our provider based on their standard of care and how it aligns with the birth plan that we're creating for ourselves. But that is not reality. And I totally understand that. So having these conversations with your provider in advance allows you to chat about your birth plan, talk about any accommodations that you might want or need for your birth experience, set expectations well in advance so that there's no surprises. There's no, well, we didn't know, or well, blah, blah, blah. There's none of that. Okay. There's no room for that because you made the effort in informing them of what you wanted and how you wanted things to go as the paying customer. <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot of your care team, if you are birthing in a hospital, you aren't going to meet until that day. So make sure when you're having these conversations with your provider that they are noting all this information that you are telling them and setting these expectations and stuff with them. Make sure that it's going into your chart. Reiterate anything that you have chatted about with your provider with your care team that day. You're going to have a nursing staff there. Usually there's like a head nurse and then there's like your specific nurse for that day. Tell everybody what's going on. Say it should all be annotated in my chart. If not, maybe here's a printout of your birth plan or what you're expecting of them. It's not required of you to have a written birth plan, but it could definitely help, especially in a hospital scenario. If at any point anybody is not honoring your autonomy and your wishes that day, then fire them from your birth space. Say, hello, hi, I don't appreciate how you are handling things. I do not feel safe under your care. I would like a different nurse, please. Most hospitals have like a patient advocate that you can request as well if 
it's just it's just a crappy situation. It happens, unfortunately. A lot of the times, nurses are great, and they are an incredible asset in the birth industry, and they are there to support you that day. Your doctor's really usually only in there for the delivery, so they take great care of you, but unfortunately, there are a couple rotten apples in the bunch, you know? So prepare for the worst. Expect the best, of course, um, but definitely prepare for the worst. On top of conversations with your provider, you also need to be having conversations with your chosen birth team. So any birth partners that you have chosen to accompany you in the delivery space that day, make sure they're informed of your plan. Make sure they are ready to advocate for you if needed or if you want them to. Um, Make sure that everybody's on the same page and expectations have been set across the board. These people are there to support you in creating your desired experience. Let them support you. Let them know their job in advance and everything will run a lot smoother that day. I also strongly suggest preparing your mind and your body. If you don't know how to prepare your mind, your body, and your team, go check out my couple first podcast episodes. It talks all about this. This is the work that I do with my clients all the time. We prepare them for their specific plan, prepare everybody and everything to best support them that day. Another thing that I would definitely recommend doing before your hospital birth is going to your hospital and taking a tour of their labor and delivery department. When I had my babies in the hospital, if it was after hours and the front entrance was closed, you had to come through the emergency department. And I would not have known that had I not taken a tour of the hospital and had been told that by the labor and delivery staff there. Now, could I have figured it out? Of course I could have. But do I want to figure that out and walk all the way around the hospital when I'm contracting every few minutes and in pain and wanting to be seen? And No, of course not. So going on a hospital tour can help. Um, in a lot of different ways. It gives you kind of a peace of mind walking through the different rooms, knowing what to expect before you get there. Um, Just touring the rooms in general, seeing what's available to you, what the bed is like, what different uh, resources they have. Like my hospital had um, yoga balls available and peanut balls and a squat bar for the bed, a couple different things to help with the labor process, which was great. They'll also usually walk you through the process during this hospital tour. So usually in a healthy, normal pregnancy, and you're just getting there, you're following the 511 rule maybe, um, which is a little bit flawed, but we could talk about that another day. Uh, But you're getting there, you're contracting, you're in labor, quote unquote, they're going to make sure. So they're going to check you into triage first. They might offer a cervical check at this point, kind of monitor you for a little bit, get you dressed in a hospital gown, blah, 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 all the things. And then they'll get you checked into an actual room. Some hospitals have delivery rooms and recovery rooms. Some hospitals, it's all done in the same room and just things shift after delivery. Um, It just depends on the hospital. So taking a tour is really beneficial in my opinion. This is also a great chance to ask about like visitor policies, restrictions, things of that nature. This can help you and your partner prepare for that and to ensure that you're able to have the support that you need during your hospital stay. If you need somebody to deliver something or whatever, you need to make sure that you know those things in advance. That brings us to taking things to the hospital. We want to pack a hospital bag. Once you have a clear understanding of your birth plan, your hospital's policies, what they offer, all of the things, you can start gathering the essential items that you will be needing for your hospital stay. Pack comfortable clothing, pack all of your toiletries that you'll need, um, anything that you want to bring special for baby, any outfits, any photo props, um, definitely want to make sure you have a car seat. If you want to bring any breastfeeding supplies, you probably won't need those. They usually have stuff available if you do need them. Um, But if you want to use your specific things, you can totally bring those. Usually your hospital will have things like diapering supplies, um, all your postpartum care supplies too. 
But if there's anything specific that you want to bring, like say you want a cloth diaper from the first day, like obviously you're going to have to bring those. So make sure that you're adding all of those items to your hospital bag list. If your partner will be staying at the hospital with you, which is usually the normal, um, make sure they are also packing all of their essentials as well. One thing that I now consider essential in a hospital bag is snacks. Okay. Make sure you're bringing snacks that you enjoy and that you can keep in your bag and have if you need them, want them for whatever reason at whatever time. You may be able to do this during your hospital tour or with your OBGYN at their office. Um, you should probably pre-register for your labor and delivery experience. That way, checking in is a lot smoother of a process. They already know who you are. They already have most of your information, and they can get you checked in a lot faster, especially in the case of an emergency. And that is pretty much it. But before we wrap up, I do want to chat about the 511 rule that I mentioned earlier. That's kind of like the rule for when it's time to go to the hospital. 511 rule means contractions are about five minutes apart, one minute long for about an hour. And that's typically when you're supposed to go to the hospital. It's a little flawed because it's a one size fits all and birth is just not a one size fits all situation. It does work in most situations. And obviously, if you feel as though you need to go and seek medical care before you get to that point, the worst case scenario is they're going to send you home but go in whatever gives you peace of mind, anything like that. But that's the typical rule. If you haven't started contracting yet and your waters have broken, you don't have to rush to the hospital unless it's one of these certain situations. Number one, if you are GBS positive and you have opted for antibiotics, they're probably going to want and instruct you to seek medical attention as soon as your waters break just so they can get that first round of antibiotics into your system. Um, once that barrier has broken, you are susceptible for infection. Well, baby mostly, but you as well. <laughs> Another reason you would want to seek immediate medical care if your waters have broken is if baby passed their first stool in your womb. So if meconium is present in your amniotic fluid, um, this is usually has an odor. It's poop, right? <laughs> it's going to have an odor. Um, amniotic fluid, for the most part, smells like nothing like water pretty much, or I, I honestly think it smells a little bit sweet, um, but it definitely doesn't smell foul. It's also supposed to be clear and water-like. So if it is yellow or green or brown or some sort of like tinged color, that's probably an indicator of passing stool. This can be dangerous for both you and baby. So seeking medical care as soon as possible is the recommended standard of care. Let's recap because I feel like we just covered a lot in 10 minutes. Holy cow. Um, so first we're going to inform ourselves so that we can make a really good and aligned birth plan for ourselves, okay? Then you're going to communicate with your provider and chat with them about your birth plan, your expectations, all the things. You're going to do the same thing with your birth team as well. Book a hospital tour and understand all of their policies and what is expected of you when you get there, kind of how the rundown of things go. Prepare your mind, your body, and your team to best support you that day. Do not skip this work. This is very important. I know I just like glazed over it and told you to go listen to the other podcasts because I have a lot of information on this. This is what I do with my clients. But this is very important work, okay? Take a birth prep class if you need to. Get coaching if you need. Um, make sure that you are prepared for that day as best as you possibly can be. I tell my clients, we want to expect and demand the best. Absolutely. We want that best case scenario. But you also need to prepare for a fight. You need to prepare for the worst. You need to prepare for the plan not going accordingly. You need to do all of that work. And it's a lot of work. I'm not going to sugarcoat that, but it's absolutely worth it. Pre-register with your labor and delivery department to make the check-in process as smooth as possible when you get there that day and you're in labor. 
prepare your hospital bags and any essentials that you will need for yourself, your partner, and your baby, and make sure that everything is ready to roll when you're getting close to that due date. And finally, understand when it is time to go to the hospital. I kind of gave you a quick rundown on that. Um, Otherwise, it's your choice when to go to the hospital. That's just the typical way they do things, and they'll tell you probably. You can chat with your provider about it, obviously. This was great. Thank you for hanging with me. I'm going to put the link for that birth planning workshop in the show notes for you if you're interested in that. It was really good. I went way over time because I had so much to talk about. There's a lot of great information in there. If you haven't already, check out my first couple podcast episodes all about preparing your mind, your body, and your team to best support you in creating your desired experience that day. Again, do not skip that work. I'm here to help you if you need the help, okay? In the next episode, we'll be doing this same thing again, but all about planning and preparing for your home birth. In the next episode, we will be chatting about planning and preparing for a home birth. And I'm super excited about that. I am planning and preparing for a home birth right now. Um, I just hit my third trimester with baby number five, and we're planning another home birth experience this time. And I cannot wait. So I'm really excited to share that information with you guys in the next episode. I will talk to you then. Until then, happy prepping congratulations to you. I'm so excited for you. You can do it, mama. You were made for this. We'll chat again soon.